We're ending your work week correctly on a Friday on the number one show, number one form for Bama. Football news, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Appreciate everybody for checking us out on today. Coming to you from the magic city of Birmingham, streaming you the show on YouTube. Speaking of the channel, go ahead right now, drop that thumbs up, give a like on the show, hit that subscribe button, turn all of those notifications on, hit that bell, so that way you, you're getting all of your updates, alerts, news, notes, and coverage on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. We're also streaming to you the show on Facebook and Twitter as well. All forms of social media got you well taken care of. I'm feeling great today. Got a chance to speak to one of my aunts that I haven't spoke to in a long time. So, shouts out to my Aunt Diane in Cleveland, Ohio, if you're checking us out today. And one of my cousins whose birthday is... uh, next week so shouts out to him as well got a chance to hear from him so having an awesome day a great day and i am one lucky son of a gun i am one fortunate son of a gun and the reason why i get a chance to talk crimson tide football with the best fans out there you guys the alabama football faithful we want you guys being a part of today's show, lighten the show up. You can do this by calling 205-448-1358. That's the number right there to let your voice be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you. Got to shout out my man John Ivory in the production studio one time. Handling his thing on the ones and twos there. That daily super chat goal, people, $75. Daily super chat goal. Appreciate the love from you guys. We got a lot to dive into to unpack as Alabama continuing with fall camp. And we start off first topic of conversation with this on Saturday. That being tomorrow, Crimson Tide will have its first scrimmage of preseason camp. First scrimmage here in the fall. First game-like practice at Bryant-Denny Stadium. And uh, this is important because uh, now we're inching closer to the college football season. We are 22 days away. We are Johnny Musso, Tony Nathan, uh, guys like Gene Jelks, DJ Hall, uh, Najee Harris, Mark Ingram, uh, Christian Jones, Ryan Anderson. Y'all get the point. We are 22 days away from Bama football. So we're getting closer and closer here to the nitty-gritty matchup against Miami in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. So the first scrimmage of fall is going to have a lot of that eye-opening window into what we can expect to see in the upcoming season. Saban wants to see these guys playing fast, playing loose, playing with technique, playing with fundamentals, playing with confidence, but playing like you know what you're doing in terms of executing winning football on the field. But for me, I look at four things. I see four questions, four major aspects going in this first scrimmage. And uh, the first aspect is, you know, who takes, who grabs the ball and takes that second, uh, that number two uh, start a number two job at the quarterback position behind Bryce Young. We all expect for Bryce Young to have success as 
as the starter in this upcoming season. But the question becomes, who's the number two guy? Who takes the primary backup role? Uh, hopefully nothing happens with Bryce this season, but if something were to happen, if something were to transpire, you want to have that guy to enter the game that can come in and that can provide that, com that, that confidence and the ability that there's going to be no drop-off in production. Alabama can still uh, matriculate, move that football, get the offense downfield, still make plays, still score the ball, still be able to have this offense be a very explosive unit. So that number two job at quarterback coming down between Paul Tyson and Jalen Milrow. And both guys are talented. Both guys are good. Uh, Paul Tyson can spin it. Jalen Milrow can spin it. Both guys are going through fall camp uh, playing strong, throwing strong, performing strong. And it's, it, it's going to be very, very intriguing here as in the scrimmage you're not going to have the coach is there behind you, you know, making sure you're in the right play, making sure you're doing the right thing, making sure you're in the right call, making sure you are uh, executing the right throw. The coaches are not going to be out there uh, behind you whispering in your ear. So it's going to be up to those quarterbacks, you know, getting that call, making that progression, making that read, making that throw, getting the offense up and down the field and playing with that chemistry that when I'm in this huddle, this offense shines. When I'm in this huddle, this offense flourishes. When I'm in this huddle, we got a chance to go out there and do some special stuff on the field. So uh, between Paul Tyson and Jalen Milrow, that number two job at quarterback, who's hungry, who wants it, who is willing to go in the jungle butt naked and come out with that full mink coat showing that he that dude this is going to be that, that first of multiple scrimmages to decide this quarterback battle number two, a quarterback matchup. That's going to be the first thing coming up here on Saturday. But moving on to the number two aspect here in the first scrimmage, this is going to go to Jalen Armour Davis in the secondary at the cornerback position. Can he hold off? Kool-Aid McKinstry and keep that starting job at right corner because the whole offseason from spring to summer, ever since McKinstry got on campus, he's been uh, the uh, highlight of conversation. He's been the object of, of conversation. Everybody has been speaking on McKinstry about his size, his skill set, his athleticism, his short area quickness, his physicality, all things, you know, praising Kool-Aid. And for, for great reasons, because as a five-star from Pinson Valley High School in Alabama, he is a big-time prospect. He is a big-time product coming from, you know, a program that was coached by Sam Shade, a former Alabama safety who was doing his thing in the 90s. So we can see where Kool-Aid gets it from. But at the same time, when Armour Davis came to Alabama in the 2018 signing class, a four-star from Mobile, from St. Paul Episcopal High School, Nick Saban was head over heels for, uh, for J.A.D. He came in the same class with Patrick Sertan II, five-star, with Josh Job, four-star, both guys from Florida. However, Saban gravitated to Armour Davis. Why? His size, his speed, his length. His athleticism, his high football intelligence, his ball skills, he really gravitated to Armour Davis. And it was just unfortunate that he got hurt prior to 
his freshman season, but I've said this before. One thing that Coach Saban likes is guys that have that warrior type of mentality. When things do not go your way, what is your resolve? Do you cry? Do you pout? Do you tuck your head between your legs and kiss the world goodbye? Or do you get up, dust yourself off, shake yourself off, find a way to pick yourself up, dig yourself up out of the hole, and put yourself in a situation where you can be a starter, you can be a marquee contributor. And this is what Armour Davis has done. He has worked his way to where we saw how he performed in the spring. Had a couple of pass breakups, few pass breakups in the A-Day game. He's earned a nickname from his teammates, Kick Slide King. That's got to mean something right there. Uh, Coach Saban has talked so highly of him uh, throughout the offseason, and now he has himself in a situation where he can be the starting corner uh, opposite Josh Job. Now, of course, he has not been a starter before, but knowledge of the system. He knows that playbook. He knows what his role is, backwards, forward, sideways. He knows what his job entails for him to do. But it's going to be interesting to see here come come tomorrow in the first game-like practice, first scrimmage action, can he be able to play with that confidence, that comfortability, that intensity, that technique on the field as a veteran guy in trying to hold off the freshman McKinstry who is really gunning for this spot. So number two, no Jengen Armour Davis there. Big question in this first scrimmage. So moving on, moving on down to number three. Third thought here, sticking with the defense, and this goes to Jalen Moody. I mean that the conversation has been about Henry Toto, Toto's leadership, Toto, no great linebacker, Toto, great communicator, Toto is putting us right call, right set, right formation, right fit, right everything. Jalen Moody's like, hold the heck up. I've been in Alabama for four whole years. This brother just got here. Yes, I understand he comes from a system at Tennessee where it's basically the same, but hold up. I've been coached by Pete Golding. I've had to look at Golding and Saban going on four years. Doesn't that count for anything? I mean, I had a great spring here. I, in the 8 a game, I had that defense getting after Bryce Young. I recovered a fumble for a touchdown. I was able to do all those things on the field for that first-team defense. Did you not see me last year when I filled in for an injured Christian Harris against Arkansas and that cold atmosphere, and I picked up seven tackles, half a tackle for loss, forced a fumble, recovered a fumble. Did you not see what I did out there? 42, me, did you not see me? So, Here's an opportunity for Jalen Moody to make up some ground onto Oto and show that he is in this spot for real to potentially be of a starter and inside at middle linebacker because he's got lateral quickness. He can he can shoot gaps. He can stuff his he can stick his nose in plays. He can he's a secure tackler. He can do those uh, big time uh, productive plays that Alabama needs. So for Jalen Moody. With all the conversations surrounding Toto, this first scrimmage is his opportunity to kind of cover, to kind of uh, gain some ground, get some ground back here in that middle linebacker room. And uh, last but not least here, folks, uh, big thoughts here for the first scrimmage of fall camp, the wide receiver room, and in turn, the young guys at wide receiver. Could we have a guy, will we see a guy uh, have multiple roles on this team uh, when you discuss 
Christian Leary, JoJo Earl, uh, Asia Hall, and Ja'Cory Brooks. Could we see a guy get multiple roles on this team, not just as a receiver, but also kickoff return specialist, punt return specialist? Nick Saban talked about it. This week, there are a couple of young guys battling for that spot for the starting kickoff return job. Ja'Cory Brooks is in there. JoJo Earl is in there. I think Christian Leary is also in there. And then you've got the starting punt return job replacing one Jalen Waddle, who's in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins. you got JoJo Earl in there, uh, Ja'Cory Brooks in there, Christian Leary in there as well. So could we see a situation where not only we have a freshman popping and he's in the rotation as a wide receiver, catching passes from Bryce Young, running routes, breaking tackles, scoring touchdowns, doing those things. But can we have a guy that is not is also in the return aspect? He's breaking punts for touchdowns. He's busting back kicks for touchdowns. He's everywhere on the field being an impactful player. So to me, just those four things, big, aspe uh, big aspects here in the first scrimmage, the number two quarterback job, who takes that spot by the horns between Tyson and uh, Jalen Milrow. Can Jalen Armour Davis hold on to that other corner spot opposite Josh Joe fending off Kool-Aid McKinstry? Can Jalen Moody make up some ground here in this middle linebacker competition? Henry to Oto getting all the conversation as of now. And then last but not least at the wide receiver room, could we see a freshman have multiple roles, not just at the wide receiver spot, but also as a kickoff return, punt return specialist. But we go to our first break here on the show. Don't touch that dial. We're just getting started upon our return. We go on the phone lines to grab your calls, your thoughts, your texts, your tweets, your chats, your interactions. We get to you, the Bamination, right after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Look at all these great players in Touchdown Alabama magazine. Man, wait till I turn up this year. I'm going to be on the front cover. But what if Will goes off? Or Joe, DeMarco, Chris, Tim, Christian. Don't wait. Order now at touchdownalabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit Emily's HeirloomPoundCakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at Emily's HeirloomPoundCakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. As we're back in, folks, from the break of the action on a Friday TGIF edition of the show, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. 
Folks, if you want your picture featured on screen uh, when you call into the show, uh, e email a picture to a TDA team uh, at gmail.com. That's TDA, that's TD Alabama. TD Alabama team uh, at gmail.com. That's TD Alabama team uh, at gmail.com. Uh, send your picture right there. We would have that picture featured on the screen uh, with your name uh, when you call into the show. Just a new feature here to Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Keep Keeping you, the fans, engaged on all things Bama football. But we get it now to take your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That's the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. We grab our first call of the day. You're live on the show. What's going on? Roll Tide, Steven. Hey, New Jack, what's going on? You know, Waylon, I, I, he asked me to call in, so, you know, I, I figure out I'll, I'll call in. But, you know, the only thing I really got to say, and please don't hang up on me, you know, I know you're so nice to me. Thank you so much. Uh, I want to plug that CTS interview room. You know, it's such a great show. You know you're part of that show, too. Everybody, Stephen is part of this other YouTube show called CTS Interview Room, the Bama Standard on Tuesday nights. And this Tuesday, they're going to have DJ Hall. And for you guys that are too young to remember DJ Hall, he was the main wide receiver. That first year, Coach Saban was there. He had a breakout great game against Tennessee in 2007. 2007 was the OG onside kick you think you saw it in that 2015 clemson game really you need to to watch that 07 tennessee game dj hall one of the ogs wide receiver the og onside kick right there 07 tennessee game this receiver is going to be on tuesday cts interview room the bama standard it's just another youtube show Thank you, Stephen, for letting me plug that show. But, uh, but New Jack, so, I mean, what are you looking forward to just, you know, this season? A lot of stuff been happening in fall camp, but just this season, I mean, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to back-to-back. -back. In fact, I want to see Saban go three in a row, you know, but this will just be the second one, and, you know, it, it's going to be so sweet. I'm looking forward to the running backs. I want to see if Trey Sanders can finally get healthy and do what I know he was always meant to do. I want Bryce Young to show the whole world it don't matter what his size is. He can see over the line. He can spot his receivers. He can put it on the money. Uh, I, I want to see some, uh, some smoke from that Slade Bolden. I want to see him go fast. I want to see Mechie go fast. I'm excited about Jamison Williams. I'm, a, I'm, I'm really excited about returning nine starters on defense. Uh, we're going to see if Pete Golden can keep his job. And uh, I'm also excited because I have a feeling Clemson is going to slap Georgia in the face, you know, right after we whooped at Miami. No matter of fact, i tell you what, I'm looking forward to our defense going home September 4th, Saturday night, with all the Miami cheerleaders, all those sweet honey Latinas. 
our whole defense, they're going to be getting married that night at the Hilton. You know what I'm talking about? Those Miami cheerleaders, they're going to want winners. You know what I'm saying? And I, I hope for our defense that they find, you know, that's, you asked me what I was looking forward to. I'm looking forward to our defense going home with the Miami cheerleaders on September 4th. That's what I'm looking forward to. Appreciate that from New Jack. Looking forward to seeing Alabama take care of Miami to open the first week of the college football season. Before we take our next call, if you're calling in, be sure to have, be sure to state your name and also the city you're calling from. Name and the city you're calling from as you're calling into the show. But we grab this call here. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? It's calling from the big, great city of Alexandria. Couldn't quite hear that. Say, say that again. Said I'm calling from the big, great city of Alexandria. All right. What's your name, my man? Name is Peter. All right. We got Peter calling. We got Peter calling from Alabama. Peter, what's on your mind right now? Well, I almost lost my train of thought when I. Heard about those Miami cheerleaders, but I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on the uh, the spring game tomorrow. I mean, not the spring game, but the scrimmage. Now the uh, hang up and listen. There. Thought on the my thought on the scrimmage here, Peter. That that's uh, that's a good thought right there. I'm a, I'm looking forward to a lot of things in the scrimmage. Like I mentioned, it's a game like practice. Coach Saber and the staff they're not going to be all up on the players. Not. Uh, trying to tell them a whole bunch of anything. So the players have to take what they've learned in these practices and apply them to the first scrimmage. Looking forward to not only seeing how Bryce Young does, but, you know, Paul Tyson, Jalen Miller, over two guys behind him, what do they do in trying to separate themselves for that number two job? Looking forward to seeing, you know, Trey Sanders in this uh, first scrimmage, how he performs as well as uh, the other backs, the offensive line, just a lot of things defensively. You know, normally in these scrimmages in years past, it's the defense that's been ahead of the offense uh, with the exception of uh, the last few seasons here. So having those guys, the main guys back on defense, how does this defense look? How does Pete Golding look being comfortable and confident in his play calling? Just some things that I'm looking forward to, to check out that we appreciate Peter uh, from Alabama for that phone call. We go to our next call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? Where you calling from? Man, it's Senator Hines calling from Phoenix City, Alabama, man. What's going on, Steve? Doing well, my man, Senator, man. Uh, doing well. It's it's fall camp. We got the first scrimmage coming up on tomorrow at Bryant-Denny. I'm excited about it. So much action taking place. There's a lot that everybody wants to see, a lot that I want to see. But, you know, Senator, what are you trying to see in this first scrimmage? Um, honestly, Steven, uh, just just for everything to come to fruition, I think these guys are so locked in coming off of the championship season. Um, this new freshman class coming in with this drive to prove themselves. Um, they really put me in the mind of last year's freshman class. Uh, I think the only difference is uh, they have a lot more hype coming in, being that how highly rated they were. But um, you got some dogs. You could see that there is competition going on in that locker room, Steven. I'm just ready to see um the the 10 camaraderie on the field um uh, you know just coming out of those practice guys taking care of each other not no injuries you know um a big thing i want to i wanted to address though um with with Jalen moody man honestly steven i think Jalen moody is going to be a great spot playing middle inside linebacker for us i don't think Jalen moody is 
he can be a starter. He can be a starter, but I believe he's more comfortable playing in spots where he can use his expertise. We all saw Jalen Moody, his side-to-side lateral speed last season when he got in that Arkansas game is really what kept that rushing attack in check because the interior guys were handling business, but Jalen Moody made a lot of plays on the edge. And um, I think that's that's what Pete Golden is going to be able to do with his defense and all the talent. Um, yes, it might be a starter here, but just like with Kool-Aid, you can't keep Kool-Aid with his coverage skills off the field, and you also can't keep Deion Branch off the field. So do you rotate them in on these certain sets, these certain formations, or is this certain look? So I think that's where it's going to be, and everybody's going to have product, production. I mean, people are going to be able to put stats on paper and get film for for the next level. And at the end of the day, Saban is a master at doing that, you know, even in the running back room. That's what I'm, I'm just excited to see it. So, um, you know, the media is going to do what the media does when it comes to competition and stuff. But I think those guys are so locked in. They don't care who starts the game. They they know what their job is. Everybody just got to be ready to do their job. And that's all I got to say. Appreciate the call. They're coming from my man, Senator, out of Phoenix City, helping us out here on the show. We grab our next call right here. You're live on the show. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, yes, my name is Wesley. I'm from uh, Enterprise, Alabama. I just got a couple um, thoughts and comments, and I was just going to hang up and let you let you comment on it. But uh, my, my big thought of the week, just from listening from everything that's happened this week, uh, Xavier Williams. I hate it for him, you know. I, 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 I've always thought he was a solid wide receiver. Anytime we needed him, anytime he, he had anything that Saban had anything he needed him to do, he was there. You know what I'm saying? He, he was solid. He didn't drop passes that he was supposed to catch. And I hate he's got a medical condition. I hope he can get on at least with another team and show out and, and you know, get to his potential where he was supposed to go. But um, my other thought is, you know. What about when it comes to um, when it comes to our depth at at cornerback? I see. I, I I feel like nobody is talking, which I guess it's a good thing, but nobody's talking about Brian Branch being in there. I know he's more of a of a money player, but with Malachi Moore there, Brian Branch he can play cornerback. I know he's small and he doesn't fit the build of what Nick Saban generally puts there, but, man, his skills are just something else. I mean, I'm going to hang up and let you, let you comment on that. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going I'm to look at right here the thought on Brian Branch first. Brian Branch can play every, he can play anywhere. This guy was a highlight safety in high school coming out of uh, Sandy Creek High School in Georgia. Finished his high school career being the program's all-time leader for interceptions. He can play safety. He can play dime. He can play corner. He can play everywhere. And I feel like he is going to get worked in. Alabama is going to be multiple on defense. There will be a lot of packages and sub-packages. So he will get in there. He will get opportunities. It's kind of hard to fight yourself in to be the starter everywhere on the defense and at every spot on the defense. But Brian Branch is too good. He is too talented to not be on the field. He's too good, too talented to not be used. So he will be out there. 
he will play. He will be on that field. And, of course, your thought there, my man Wesley, on uh, Xavier Williams. I hate it for Zig myself. I mean, uh, he was setting up to have a big year or at least be a strong contributor. Unfortunately, with the medical issues, they'll try to get him all the way back to full strength. Hopefully, he stays and, and is able to make a contribution next year. If he decides to transfer, definitely uh, best wishes to him. But you really hate that for Zig because, you know, X – X-Men was definitely a team guy, a team player. Got to shout out Mechanic right now. That $5 donation, the Super Chats, helping us out here on the show. As always, people, that daily Super Chat go, $75. Daily Super Chat go. Appreciate the love coming from you guys as the fans here. Uh, the Super Chats are now working. Super Chats are now working for everybody. So if you want a Super Chat, if you want to donate, the Super Chats now working, now in, as we have gotten them. Yeah, the first one in here coming from McConnick. But we go to a topic right here, and it's Mac Jones. Well, not Mac Jones, excuse me. It's uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young, got a little bit ahead of myself. So a pro football focus is just pro football focus gives me a lot of life for some reason and it's a site that dives into the analytics of both uh pro of both our college football and pro football and at times they can be very inconsistent hit or miss on their takes but uh one of the guys from the side he put up this he put up a graphic and it had you know no no other quarterback in major division one college football will be under more pressure than Bryce Young this season. And it got me thinking, you know, how much pressure is Bryce Young really under? Because I can think of three quarterbacks off the top of my head that are carrying more cargo on them, that have more assigned to them, that have more on their shoulders than what Bryce Young has. And with three off the bat, I know you would have to look at Spencer Rattler of Oklahoma. You would have to look at JT Daniels of Georgia. You would also have to look at DJ Uyangalele of Clemson. I mean, all three of those guys have way more pressure on them than Bryce Young. Spencer Rattler has the pressure of he's got to get Oklahoma to the college football playoff and not just get them there, but finally do something, finally win. I mean, Oklahoma's been taken to the woodshed. They've been embarrassed in the last few CFP games. So Rattler has that pressure. He's got Heisman pressure. He's got NFL draft pressure. Uh, JT Daniels. I mean, the Georgia fans are like, Kirby, you sat at the feet for, of Nick Saban for nine years. Did you pick up anything remotely to help us with a national championship? I mean, we're getting tired of looking over and seeing Nick Saban grab championship after championship after championship. When's it finally going to be our turn? That's Georgia fans to Kirby. But the but the national media is saying, hey, you know, JT Daniels is the one. It's Georgia's year. It's Georgia's time. He is going to win that for Georgia. JT Daniels, if he doesn't get it done, this could be Kirby Smart getting on the hot seat to start next season. And, of course, DJ Oyungalele, he's replacing the great Trevor Lawrence, somebody that people, a lot of people regarded as the second coming of Christ in terms of football. So when you look at Bryce Young, I don't think, a lot of Alabama fans hold him 
under the most pressure. I feel like he's not required to be prolific uh, this year as the other three guys that I've stated. I think if Bryce can uh, protect the football, take his shots when there, cultivate that relationship with Bill O'Brien, cultivate that relationship with his receivers, offensive linemen, and running backs, and most importantly, win football games, I, I think Bryce is going to be fine. But it's just interesting that you have, you have people going, Bryce has got the most pressure on him. But we got to shout out my man Jeremy C. Jeremy C. 101, that $10 donation to Super Chats. Appreciate the love there from Jeremy C. 101 helping us out here on the show. We also have another Super Chat here coming from James Whitfield. We come from Juan Whitfield. Juan Whitfield with that $20 donation. Juan Whitfield helping us out here on the show as always. That daily Super Chat goes $75. Appreciate the love coming from you, the fans, helping us out here on a Friday. We take a break right now, folks. Don't touch that down because when we get back, we dive into a little conversation on Bill O'Brien. The players are loving him in fall camp. We'll talk Billy O after this. This is Matt Cadell, former Alabama wide receiver, and you're listening to In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith with Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And I got two words to say, baby. Roll Tide. At the start of the fourth quarter, we throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. People, 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 we're back in from the break of a number one ticket for Bama. Football news, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, touchdown, Alabama Magazine. Happy to be joining, or happy to be joining you guys, and happy for you, you guys to be joining us here on a Friday, ending that work week off correctly. Crimson Tide will have that preseason scrimmage, first one of fall camp on tomorrow at Bryant-Denny Stadium. Got a couple of super chats to get to right now. We got McConnick again at Five Dollar Donation helping us out here on the show. Appreciate the love there from McConnick. And also my man Bill from New York, Bill from NYC, dropping that $5 in here to his own credit. Helping us out here on the channel. Appreciate the love coming from all of you, but before we get into the conversation of Bill O'Brien and the players really digging him, rolling with him, uh, uh, liking his offensive philosophy, there was a question in the chat line from one uh, Juan Whitfield who was talking about you know, my thoughts on or what are my thoughts on Henry Tooto rotating in as a starting linebacker or getting the opportunity to start. 
at that middle linebacker position. I like the idea of having Tooto start as the defensive play caller in the middle. Just just due to like just due to I mentioned this on Wednesday's show. Coming over from Tennessee, he was coached by Jeremy Pruitt. Pruitt, a Nick Saban disciple, which means a lot of the concepts that were ran at Tennessee are being run at Alabama, still being ran at Alabama, even though the terminology may be different, the word jargon may be different, the concepts, the scheme, the strategy, basically the same. So Tooto comes in already knowing quite a bit about the Alabama defense already because he's seen to being repped and ran at Tennessee. And then when you've got leaders on defense like Christian Harris and Will Anderson talking about the great communicator that Tooto is, the great leader that he is, and a guy that can put and a guy that's putting you know players in the right scheme, right formation, right check, right look, right call. You know, Alabama hasn't had that since. Guys like Rolando McClain and C.J. Mosley. Now, Reggie Ragland did a good job with that. Reuben Foster, Rashawn Evans, Sean Dion Hamilton, minus the injuries. They all did solid jobs with that. But Rolando McClain and C.J. Mosley, that was in their wheelhouse. That was their bag when you look at directing guys all over the field and making sure that nobody was getting over you know, on this Alabama defense in terms of making those checks, calls, audibles, and combating what the opposing offense was doing out there on the field. So, I like the idea of having Tooto potentially, you know, start there at that middle linebacker position. But appreciate that thought there coming from one Whitfield in the chat. But we go to a thought here on one Bill O'Brien, who is in here in Alabama, first-year offensive coordinator, 51 years of age, taking over for the departed Steve Sarkeesian, who is with the Texas Longhorns. And I know it's been – only a couple of, I know it's only been five to six fall camp practices thus far, but the players are buying into O'Brien's scheme. They're buying into O'Brien's philosophy. They like what he's doing. They're feeling what he's doing. They, they are vibing what uh, Coach O'Brien is having them do you know, out there on the field. I remember John Mechie. Alabama wide receiver John Mechie, he said this in SEC Media Days. He's even stated this uh, thus far in player interviews uh, during preseason camp. He does not see this offense taking a back seat. He does not see this offense dropping off. He does not see this offense being less than what it was in 2020 under Sarkeesian. As a matter of fact, he sees it either on the same level as the offense from last year or possibly even better. He really likes what Bill O'Brien is doing. Mechie really likes what O'Brien is implementing. He really enjoys the high intellect that O'Brien brings to the table. And it's not just a Mechie. You look at Bryce Young, you know, the first-year starting quarterback for the Crimson Tide. He is excited about collaborating with O'Brien. He is excited about the opportunity to pick his mind, pick his brain, you know, work with him on the field, you know, building that trust, building that connection, building that chemistry, building that camaraderie between, you know, offensive coordinator and quarterback. So Bryce Young is juiced up, you know, to work with O'Brien. And then – 
You've got Chris Owens on the offensive line at the center position, a sixth-year player. He basically said, look, you know, Coach O'Brien's amazing. I kind of equate him to myself in terms of a personality. He has high football intelligence, just a genius of a guy. You know, he's already got the quarterbacks in terms of their pre-snap and post-snap reads and development and, uh, you know, progressions and targeting guys. He's got all the quarterbacks, you know, developed to, you know, high caliber already happening in a preseason camp. And he also mentioned how O'Brien is holding everybody accountable. He holds us accountable in executing the play. He holds us accountable in getting things done on the field. He holds us accountable in looking after our fellow teammate, our fellow guy out there on the field. And just getting back to something O'Brien mentioned, in terms of the quarterbacks and the Alabama offense here. He's not trying to change the Crimson Tide offense. He just wants to enhance it and add his spin on there a little bit. But just looking at what he's done here with the quarterbacks, you're seeing more zip on the football, whether it's Bryce Young, whether it's Paul Tyson, whether it's Jalen Milrow. You're seeing the guys being able to crisply, to be able to make those crisp movements and maneuvers on the bootlegs, moving up within the pocket, showing that footwork, having that ball out there quick, having that ball out there in time, in stride, on target to where these guys are catching it, tuck, go, get up and down the field, and have the mindset on getting those yards after the catch, making those explosive plays. You're also seeing these quarterbacks mix speeds with the football. That's another thing O'Brien is doing. Not just having that fastball, that heater, where you can gun the ball in there with velocity, but also mix it up a little bit. Have that change-up type pitch where those guys can run up under it like a center fielder. Make that catch and get off to the house there. Putting different speeds, different spins, different motions there on the football. So you can be able to lead these guys uh, with pinpoint accuracy and precision. So loving that aspect from, from Coach O'Brien. But as, as always, when you're a new coordinator, when you're a new coach coming into Alabama, you're always compared to the predecessor, the guy leaving the program or the guy that was once there. And I know we, we, we don't like comparisons. We can't stand them. But subconsciously, we can't help ourselves because we always want to know, who does that player remind you of? Who does that coach remind you of? Who does that person remind you of? We, we are subconsciously you know, making comparisons. So when you look at Coach O'Brien, he – has to come behind a long list or a quality list, as I should say, of coordinators offensively since 2014 in the Nick Saban era. You're coming behind Lane Kiffin, Brian Dable, Michael Oxley, and of course Steve Sarkeesian. And when you look at just the production of all these guys, you know, Kiffin came in in 2014, gave the offensive facelift there. You know, Saban wanted that change. And with Kiffin, those three years, 2014 to 16, Alabama averaged 36.9 points per game. Then Brian Dayball comes in in 2017, has one season. He does more of that aerial vertical passing attack thing. You know, with Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Hurts with Dable, you know, Alabama averaged 37.1 points per game. Then 2018, here comes Michael Loxley in here, and he really takes the RPO offense through the roof. And in that year, the term joyless murder ball. We all remember that term. Joyless murder ball was born under, you know, Coach Lox. And Lox in his one season, Alabama averaged 45.6 points per game offensively. 
And then 2019 and 2020, the last two years under Steve Sarkeesian, he just elevated that thing. Alabama averaged over 47 points per game. This past season, the Crimson Tide under Sarkeesian averaged 48.5 points per game, the most ever in the Nick Saban era. That was a team that in its 13 games, 11 of those, it put up 40, at least 40, uh, at least 40 points. It had games where it scored 50 and 60 at will, so... That was just fun times there for U.S. Bama fans watching that offense. So, Bill O'Brien knows what he's up against. He knows what he has to face. He knows uh, um, the guys that came before him and what they did and what he has to do to kind of match that or go above and beyond. But it's really awesome seeing how the players are paying attention to him. The players have bought into him. The players have you know, been vibing with him. The players, you know, are seeing his philosophy and are really enjoying, you know, what he is putting together from the receiver saying, hey, our offense is not going to be second rate. Our offense is not going to take a back seat. Our offense is not going to play second banana. We're still going to be explosive to, you know, a veteran offensive lineman saying he's already got our quarterbacks, you know, progression down, pre-snap, post-snap, reads, throws, timing. It's all in, you know, working unison thus far. So you got the quarterbacks not only happy to collaborate with O'Brien, but you're seeing how in practices the passes are on time, the reads are made perfect, the balls are out quick, everything is flowing the way it needs to flow. And, you know, even Coach Saban has mentioned he has been enjoying what he has seen from O'Brien so far. Now, O'Brien has never coached a game with Saban just yet, so that's a big deal. When we get to week one, against Miami, and we can actually see Coach O'Brien in a game moment with Coach Saban on the sideline. Will he get those butt chewings? Will he avoid those butt chewings? We will see uh, week one there against the Hurricanes and throughout this upcoming football season with the Crimson Tide. But we take another break here on the show, folks. Don't touch that dial because upon our return, we jump back into the call lines to take your phone calls, your thoughts, your interactions right after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. What's up, Bama Nation? This is Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman, and you're listening to my guy, Stephen M. Smith, in my own words, brought to you by Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Roll! You know what we do at the start of the fourth quarter. We throw them foes up. But now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth-quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. 
Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, we're back into the action from the break of a number one ticket here for Bama Football News. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. It's been brought to my attention that there's a little issue there with the Super Chats. You guys have been able, have only been able to donate about $5 at a time. Appreciate the donations right there coming from all of you. We will get that situated. We will have uh, that Super Chat uh, looked at absolutely. But we definitely appreciate everybody donating in, helping us out here on the show. We got McConnick again with that $5 donation. Appreciate the love there from McConnick and my man Big Bill. Bill from New York City with $5. His $5 donation. Appreciate the love there coming from Bill and McConnick. Thanks for the love from both of you and all of you have been donating in, writing in, chatting in, helping us out here on the show. As always, also, folks, if you want to have your picture featured on the show, your picture featured on the show when you call in, you send that picture to tdalabamateam at gmail.com. That's tdalabamateam at gmail.com. Send that picture right there with your name. We will have that featured on the screen when you call into the show. Just the latest wrinkle here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine in my own words right here. But we also, we got another super chat coming in here. We got, we got Bama Boy 44 Boy. We got Bama Boy 44 Boy with that $5 donation coming in on his end, helping us out here on the show. Appreciate the love from him. When we go to the phone lines to take your calls, call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. The number right there, 205-448-1358. We grab a call right now. You're live on the show. How we feeling? What's your name and where you calling from? Steve, Steven, it's Bill from New York. How you doing, brother? My man, Big Bill. What's going on, man? Just wanted to tell you, we, 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 my fiance and I were out to dinner tonight, and uh, naturally I was wearing my Bama shirt. And we got accosted by a couple, and I, we turned them on to your site. You know, we want to keep it going and get it stronger, okay? What else I want to talk about? As you know, you're talking about Toto calling signals, and I think that's going to work. In other words, like I go back, you know, I remember Ruben Foster being there. That I think he could have been the best linebacker in the NFL, the best middle linebacker. It's a shame what happened to that man. He, he was some player. But I think our defense is going to work. I think it's going to really, really work, you know, and we're just going to crush people. And my fiance has something she'd like to say. Roll Tide. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate the love, Bill. Hey, Appreciate you calling in. Thank you. 
Absolutely. My man Bill from New York sharing the love of TDA all over the Big Apple, helping us out here on the show. Appreciate Bill right there. We take our next call. You're live on the show. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, man, I'm Jeremy Cole from Valdosta, Georgia. We got my man Gary Cole from Georgia, man. What's on your mind right now? I was just wanted to uh, talk to you a little bit about Kool-Aid and I uh, want to see your thoughts on him. You know, he, he's got good size and everybody's been saying he's been real physical, especially like linebackers, especially like Will Anderson. So uh, I just wanted to see what your uh, thoughts on Kool-Aid was. My thoughts on Kool-Aid, uh, Kool-Aid. I like Kool-Aid. Now, t- to me, when I watch him, if I had to give my comp for him, and I've already done this a couple of times, she reminds me of Dre Kirkpatrick. He's a young Dre, walks like him, confident like him, a little bit cocky like him. But, you know, you you get that when you can be physical, when you can have the short area quickness, you can break on the ball, you can make plays, you can earn that right to be, you know, a little cocky. So he, he's been popping off in fall camp. He's had some great practices. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in this first scrimmage because he's trying to take that right corner job away from Jang and Armour Davis. I like Kool-Aid. I think if this young man continues to grow, Jeremy, he's going to be somebody that's going to be a special guy in this program. Man, that's awesome to hear. I I can't wait to see it. That's that's my only question, and I really appreciate you taking my call. I'm the first-time caller, so I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Appreciate the call that comes from my man Jeremy out of Valdosta, Georgia, helping us out here on the show. We got Warren Winfield back in here again with that $20 donation, helping us out here on the show. Warren Winfield, the $75 Super Chat goal has been met. We got some incredible fans, John. We got some awesome fans here, John Ivory. Appreciate the love there coming from Warren Winfield and everybody that's been calling in, donating in, and, and writing in. But uh, it looks like we got another call in the queue. Uh, you're live on the show. What's going on? What's your name? And where you calling from? Hey, it's uh, Robert from Mobile. We got Rob from Mobile. Rob, what's going on, my man? Hey, uh, just uh, yeah, listening to your, well, you know, the, who has the most pressure on them as far as quarterbacks go. And, uh, and you're correct about Bryce Young. Uh, you know, because with the numbers you showed uh, as far as Alabama's games per uh, average last year, of course, the highest in the school history, uh, one of the highest in college football history. That's, you know, that, that that kind of expectation two years in a row or to exceed it, you know, that, that's kind of uh, unrealistic for, and so that kind of pressure should, should not, and by Alabama fans will not be on Bryce Young. All we have to know is just keep the ship going in the right direction and, you know, play to the best of your ability. And we think that's high level, you know, it may not be where Mac Jones took it. Again, that was, almost video game numbers there. Uh, but, you know, a good three, 3,500 to 4,000 yard season, 30 plus touchdown that range. You don't have to hit Mac Jones 40 some than something, but you know, 30 plus and then and, uh, keep the ship going in the right direction. We'll be, we're good with that. Even if it doesn't result in the championship, you know, we're good with that. It's, uh, you know, it, it is what it is as far as uh, expectations go. Uh, he there may be a slightly higher expectation on with this name, image, and likeness thing, though. He may feel a little pressure to try to keep that ship going, to uh, keep that name, image, and likeness up. You know, if he if he winning and things are going well, that image looks like looks pretty good. Where if we lose it, you know, if it, if it loses, then it, and that kind of pressure gets on him. Oh, if I lose, then my image goes down. 
that may put a pressure on himself. So that could be one aspect of the name, image, and likeness is that he'll want to keep the, the winning train going to keep that image up and, you know, to keep that, you know, to keep the money coming in. And so that could be a, a pressure on himself. As far as, you know, us, because Mac Jones and, the, and Devontae and Najee set the bar so high last season. You're not going to, I mean, that's just, you got, we're going to see, you know, not a drop off, just a little, a step back. Uh, you know, it's different you drop off and a step back. LSU drive, that's a drop off. <laughs> we're not going to see that. A step back, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, step back from, you know, all-time great. Of course, you, uh, of course it's likely to happen. But, again, but it's, even a step back, that game, that last season's team was so high that even one step back is still more than enough to win a national championship. Especially this defense, it becomes the monster that we all hope it to be. If it does that, then they, even, one, even one step back on offense is still more than enough to win, to win and get the job done. So, you know, if any pressure will be on him, it may be the pressure he puts on himself and not necessarily the fans. Absolutely. Appreciate that call there, Robert from Mobile. Some good points right there in talking one. Uh, Bryce Young and also this defense coming up here for this season. We take our next call. You are live on the show. What's going on? What's your name and, and where are you calling from? It's me again, Steven. I got, I, got some, I got some things to address in the chat, man. We got my man Senator back again. So who, who are you trying to address, my man? No, it's not who. It's, it's some great points being made in the chat, uh, Stephen. I, I love our fan base. Uh, we're we're so opposite of the UGA fan base. It's, it's good to be a Bama fan, a real Bama fan that understands football. But um, I want to make some a few points. You think about the last time a NFL offensive coordinator, offensive-minded coach came to the – uh, college ranks, the SEC ranks, just to be exact, and took over an offense that had a plethora of talent. We're talking about Joe Brady, LSU, with with uh, <clears throat> with Joe Burrow as quarterback, and that talented group of receivers. They had four first round uh, receivers on that on that doggone team that year. Um, so you know, you you talk about how he affected the offense, uh, college defenses, defensive coordinators, college defensive coordinators' minds and their game plans. And um, not many people are going to be able to line up 11 on 11 against Alabama and match across the board talent for talent. So we're always going to have that advantage in, in most of our games. But the level of creativity and advance uh, uh, we can get with our passing coordinate, our passing game is going to be at another level. You got guys that teams that are going to have to play sophomores and freshmen that didn't get a lot of reps last season, you know, and no spring game or fall game practice is going to have you ready to play against uh, uh, Alabama offense where all 11 guys are four-star, five-star guys, you know. And most of the, the offense that's returning had got plenty of experience last season. So, um, and then you also, I think the most important part that we forget about, Stephen, is the offensive line coach. We have another NFL head coach coming in to be our offensive line coach I don't think we realize what the offensive line did this offseason. If you look at the weight gain and the weight loss of uh, of our offensive linemen, um, just and the leadership that's coming back there and the young talent that's joining, that's getting their chance this year, we're locked in, Stephen. And and it's going to be hard to scheme defensively against our offense. And then you already know Saban has Pete Golden. Pete Golden is on is he's on one this year. I, I guarantee you, Pete Golden is going to unleash some pressures that he couldn't really do last season. But 
we're going to see some crazy. I, I I got Kirby Smart vibes from Pete Golden at the end of last season, and that's not that's not bad when you talk about defensive coordinator, um, Kirby Smart. So I just want to weigh in on those few points, Stephen, and appreciate y'all taking my call again. Shout out to the Blue Ridge gang in the chat. It's all love. Y'all know what time it is. TDA. We about to be repping it hard this season. Let's go. Appreciate the call that comes from our own Senator helping us out here on the show. Good points made by everybody uh, calling in, writing, and chatting, and talking your Crimson Tide. We take this call right here. You're live on the show. What's going on? State your name and where you're calling from. Spencer Reveley from Lafayette, Georgia, sir. We got my man Spencer in here. What's going on, man? <laughs> Hey, man, just a quick update. I've been working out of town so much lately, I couldn't keep up with all the latest news except from when you're on. But uh, is there any injury updates going into this uh, scrimmage? Any injury updates? Good question there, Spencer. The, 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 only, the only major one is LeBron Ray uh, that had groin surgery a couple of weeks back. Uh, Coach Saban mentioned that the, the team is hopeful that he'll be able to go against Miami if the defensive end cannot go. Then Alabama will have somebody else ready to be in that slot. But LeBron Ray, the big one, uh, Xavier Williams will miss the entire year just due to some medical issues with him, the wide receiver. So just, so just those two, Xavier Williams and LeBron Ray. All right, well, thanks, sir. I'll get off here because I know you got to go on with your show, but I appreciate you taking my call. Absolutely. Appreciate that love from Spencer calling, calling in, showing us that, that love and support here on the show. But cool topic we're going to get to. We appreciate everybody calling in, chatting in, the engagement, the conversation, the dialogue. has been tremendous on a Friday. But Mac Jones was on the field last night. Oh, yeah. NFL preseason game for the New England Patriots. Mac 10 uh, got his number back after Bill Belichick had him wearing number 50 throughout the entire uh, mini camp, mini, uh, throughout the entire mini camp and training camp process. But wore number 10 last night against the Washington Football Team, and Mac Jones did well. I, I thought he performed well. 13 of 19 passing, you know, 87 yards. I know people look at that and say that's not burning up the stat sheet. That's not lighting up the chart. But you got to understand, I get it. Preseason is not everything, but it is something. Just like A-Day is not everything in terms of Alabama, but it is something. You get to get some information, compile some notes, see some things, you know, make some projections, if you will. And uh, for Mac to be in a complex offense with a complex head coach, and a complex offensive coordinator, and they put it on him in the preseason game. I mean, Max making checks and audibles and looks and no huddle, tempo, get the ball out quick. You know, he's moving the chain, moving the ball, putting the ball accurately on receivers. Uh, had two scoring drives that he engineered. Should have had a touchdown pass if the receiver, Christian Wilkinson, holds on to the ball could not squeeze it in, and the corner of the end zone just dropped it, unfortunately. So, for New England, got to draft y'all some receivers. If John Mechie's available in the 2022 venue, please pick up John Mechie, New England. Please, please do that. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, Mac had that touchdown, put it right there in the bread basket 
Uh, the receiver just could not quite bring that ball in. But if you are a Patriot fan, you left that game last night going, okay, we may have something here. This may be the second no time, the second coming of Tom Brady. This may be that. And if you're an Alabama fan, you left that game or you stopped watching the TV going, we knew that Mac Jones had that type of capability out there in the preseason matchup. But it was good for Mac. You know, he got praise from the coaching staff, got praise from Cam Newton, uh, went out there, executed some things. He will get better as he continues to timing, as he continues to get more reps within the offense. But I thought for a first preseason game uh, with this offense, with that head coach and Belichick, I thought Mac 10 did a very strong job out there on the field for the Patriots against Washington. But we take a break right now, folks. Upon our return, we get into the famous lock or drop game six-pack of interactive questions about your Crimson Tide. We tidy up loose ends with lock or drop after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. We are back into the action here, folks. Back in from the break on a Friday TGIF edition of the show. Number one show for Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Thanks to everybody that has donated in, chatted in, called in, wrote in, had any form of conversation, dialogue, helping us out here with the show. It is you guys, the Crimson Tide fan base, that makes this show what it is and, th and uh, thoroughly appreciate all that you do but before we get into the knock or drop game to tidy up loose ends here and wrap this thing up we gotta remind you i have to remind you what's this we thing i have to remind you of tda of tdaware.com that's tdaware.com so for all of you fans still overjoyed with the crimson tides national championship we want you to check out our championship collection merch now this means you grab you an 18 of them things folk hoodie t-shirt or sweatshirt as well as our got 18 we do shirts designs that feature all 18 championship years on the back you head on over to tdaware.com do it right now tdaware.com you go over championship collections merch tab and you get you that gear today showing that support for coach saban the university of alabama the student athletes and us here at tda of course you know that 
wearing my uh, 18 of them thanks folks shirt right here on the show. But again, to the famous lock or drop game right here, six pack of interactive questions discussing your crimson tie. You know how this game goes. If you fill in the question, you 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 lock that thing up, put the money in the bag. If you're not filling the question, you drop that thing on out and you're not putting anything in that bag. Now, what makes this fun for you, the fans, our own John Ivory will be dropping polls in the chat line for each question. You get your vote on in the poll, and before I answer the question with my thought, I will check on what you guys have to say in the chat line. So let's get this lock or drop moving here. First thought here in the game, it's going to go to the quarterback position for Alabama, and in particular, one Bryce Young. So Bryce Young goes the whole season. He goes the whole season from start to finish as Alabama's starting quarterback, knock or drive. Matt Bryce Young will go the whole season, start to finish, wire to wire, as the Alabama starting quarterback. Now, Bryce Young, uh, even though – he may not have all the pressure in the world on him. There is still the idea of, hey, you were a five-star coming out of high school in California. You were one of the more decorative. You were one of the more decorative high school quarterbacks to come out in quite some time. And you know, coming into Alabama, people were comparing you to one Tua Tagovailoa, saying, you know, Bryce is going to be just like Tua, probably even better than Tua. We have, we have had, you know, Coach Keith Miller, who scouted Bryce out in the eighth grade out of California. He's been on the show saying, hey, Bryce Young is like Russell Wilson on steroids, got some Johnny Manziel in him. So even though there's not just a total amount of pressure on Bryce Young, there is the fact that there are things that will be expected of him. He's got to protect the football. When, when, they, when he gets those opportunities to take shots downfield, got to take those shots, got to lead this offense, got to command uh, these guys in the huddle and lead this group to the ultimate prize that Alabama wants to win every year, that being the national championship. And there have even been some of you that have said, well, Steven, I like Bryce Young, but I, I'm just not sure. The height kind of scares me. He's not tall, only six feet. Can he see over the line? Kind of scared if he takes that big hit. Will he be able to respond from the first big hit, Steven? I'm not. I don't know. I know he's good. I know he's talented. Saw him on A-Day. Saw some good things. But that, that size, Steven, it really kind of worries me. The size really has me in a sense of anxiety, if you will. And I understand that as well. But the thought process becomes Bryce Young, full season, start to finish. Will he be Full on, Alabama starting quarterback here. Let's see what you, the fans, have to say. 89% of you are going lock on this one. 11% of you are going drop on Bryce Young, being the starting quarterback for the full season, going wire to wire. I am actually going to lock this puppy in. I think he goes start to finish as the starting quarterback, as the number one guy. I, I think Bill O'Brien is going to maneuver Bryce around some. There will be moments where he will have to stay in that pocket and he will have to shuffle his feet, keep his eyes downfield, stare down the barrel of a blitz. He will take some tough shots. But then there will also be some moments where Bill O'Brien will roll Bryce out, have him attack on the edge, use his feet, use his quickness, his evasiveness, his escapability. That 
footwork, that athleticism on the edge. So I can see a bit of both there, but locking that in where Bryce Young is concerned. So we get to the next thought here in this lock or drop segment. This goes to the offensive line, and in particular, a young guy on the offensive line. So question. So the thought is, freshman J.C. Latham. J.C. Latham will start at right tackle. The freshman J.C. Latham will start at right tackle on Alabama's offensive line, knock or drop. Well, you look at this here. Evan Neal was the right tackle a season ago. Alabama has moved him over to left tackle to replace Alex Netherwood, who's now in the NFL. So now you got the battle here at right tackle between uh, J.C. Latham and uh, Kendall Randolph. And Latham's a big guy, 6'6", 325, got size, got moves, got power, got hands, got a lot of tools. And Alabama brought in a huge offensive line class in 2020. Well, for 2021, excuse me. And the biggest guy, well, two of the bigger guys in that class were Latham and, of course, Tommy Brockermeyer were the main two in that class, along with JC, along with James Brockermeyer, Terrence Ferguson, but, you know, Latham and uh, uh, Tommy, uh, Tommy Brockermeyer were the main two guys right there. But the thought process is, you know, JC Latham, even as a freshman, him getting the start here at right tackle. Let's see what you, the fans, think of this question right here. So we got 50% of you are going locked. 50% are going drop. We got a coin flip. So half are locking it, half are dropping it. I'm going to go with the half that drops it. I like J.C. Latham. I think he will play. He will get some spot action. He will come off the bench definitely in the second half. But I'm dropping this one. I think, uh, I think Kendall Randolph will start at that right tackle position just due to Saban likes experience. Randolph entering his sixth year with the team this season. And uh, when you got a first-year starting quarterback in Bryce Young, you want all the experience starting on your offensive line. Evan Neal's played a lot of football. Emil Echior's played a lot of football. Chris Owens played a lot of football. Javion Cohan got worked in quite a bit of times last year. You want all the experience you can get surrounding Bryce Young. J.C. Latham, good. Kendall Randolph has played a lot of football. He has more experience. So I think Randolph will be the starter. But J.C. Latham will get some time in. But yeah, dropping that one right there. But moving on here. Next all in locker drop goes to the defensive side of the ball, the defensive line. And this thought is Byron Young starts at defensive end against Miami. Byron Young, number 47, will start at defensive end against Miami. Lock or drop. And I'm going to say this here. Byron Young, he's kind of a guy that at times – People recognize, but then people forget about at the same time. Remember, he came in 2019 from Mississippi. And, I mean, this guy's been uh, – his numbers have improved each of the last two years. I mean, he is disruptive. He is a pass rusher. He's a quick, twitchy guy. Coach Saban has mentioned, hey, Byron Young is one of our faster edge rushers. He's one of our quick twitch, you know, guys that can rush outside – can rush inside it's hard to keep your hands on him it's hard to keep 
his body away from getting to the quarterback. He is an enforcer. He brings a whole bunch of energy. You know, th th this guy, you can't just shove this guy off the side. Byron Young means something to this football team. So, you look at just you know, what he brings size-wise, ability-wise, agility-wise, strength-wise, and then being coached by Freddie Roach, Young takes all that coaching and spits it out on the field to be you know, an impactful player. But the thought process is, will he start at defensive end against Miami? Let's see what U.S. the fans say. We got 47%. Well, let's, see, let's see here. We actually got 50% of you going lock. 50% of you going drop a coin flip again. So 50-50 on one Byron Young. I'm actually going to lock this one. I like this one. I'm actually going to lock this one in. And the reason why groin injuries are very tricky. Brian Ray is going to be coming off a groin surgery. We don't know how that's going to be able to move for him. Anthony Jennings has dealt with the Anthony Jennings dealt with the groin injury in his career at Alabama. I think Rashawn Evans dealt with the groin injury in his career. Those are difficult, very tricky things. You don't know how the ball is going to bounce with that. So I look at Byron Young, somebody who does have experience. He can make big plays. He can rush the quarterback. He can affect the opposing team's passing game. I'm locking that one in there on Byron Young. But next thought here. In locker drop, we continue on defense, and we go to the linebacker position. We pick up the new guy, the new man in the room, but has experience in his own right, coming over from Tennessee, and that being one Henry Toto. The thought is, Henry Toto will be a mid-season add to the Dick Butkus Award watch list. Henry Toto will be a mid-season add to the Dick Butkus Award watching this because he was not a preseason nominee for the preseason nominees were Christian Harris, Will Anderson, and Christopher Allen. Looking at Henry Toto right now, he does not have to be Reuben Foster. He does not have to be. He does not have to helicopter quarterbacks through the air. We're not requiring him to do that like uh, Reuben Foster did to Sean Watson. But if he does do that, that's just more than love. What we are, what Alabama fans, what you guys are requiring from Tooto to be, is kind of like a Rolando McClain, C.J. Mosley, if you will. Have this defense in the right calls, in the right checks, in the right formations. You can also throw D'Amico Ryan's in there, in the right sets, in the right looks. Just making sure if the offense does something, defense counterback, defense counteracts it, combats it, and is on the right call on one accord ready to attack the play and make a play on the football and whoever or whomever may have uh, the football so the thought process here Henry Toto the guy that people are talking about tremendous leader great communicator a guy that's going to be a huge impactful guy on this defense he will be a mid-season add to the Dick Buckus Award watch list 75% of you going lock 25% of you are dropping this I'm going with the I'm going with the lock gang. I'm locking this in with the other 75%. I think Henry Tooto by midseason will join the Dick Buckus list. I think he's too good. I think he's too talented. I think he's too skilled to not be on there by midseason. Once again, he doesn't have to be a Reuben Foster. Just make tackles, make plays, have a defense in the right spots, go out there, fly around, have fun playing football. Locking that in there. On one to Oto. So, 
next thought here in locker drop. This goes to the defensive line, in particular a freshman. So the question is, or the thought is, a freshman breaks into the defensive line rotation and gets playing time this season. Freshman breaks into the defensive line rotation and gets playing time this season. We have we have seen, uh, you know, Nick Saban, Coach Saban, he, he doesn't matter, you know, what classification you are. If you are going to give his team winning football, he is going to put you on the field. And U.S. fans, you guys know, you guys have witnessed this, you have experienced this ever since Saban got to Alabama. If it's a, if the freshman gives this team the best chance of having success, that freshman is going to be on the field. And the best thing about the defensive line is Coach Roach and Nick Saban, they like to rotate guys. They like to put guys, you know, in and out, whether it's veteran guys, whether it's young guys. We saw last year Tim Smith got in games and was wrecking havoc. We saw last year Jamil Burroughs got in games and was wrecking havoc. So it's it's been done. We, we've seen this happen. We've seen this transpire. But the thought process is a freshman from the defensive line from this 2021 class, this recent class, will break into the rotation and get that playing time in. So, U.S. fans, 63% of you are going lock. 37% of you are dropping this. I am locking this puppy in on the freshman, on the defensive line. And the, and the guys I'm locking in for this, keep your eyes on Monkel Goodwin and Damon Payne. Those two having strong fall camps. Monkel Goodwine had a great spring. He got rotated in, was looking really, was looking pretty strong there, having a good fall camp thus far. Damon Payne picking things up quickly, picking things up smoothly as he continues to maneuver. Keep your eyes on those two. And Quinn Barnes is doing pretty good. Tim Kenyon Kenny III is working also. But Damon Payne and uh, Monkel Goodwine, watch those two. Locking in there on the defensive line, that being the freshman group. But last thought here in lock or drop, this goes to Alabama's schedule as a whole. And this is Texas A&M. Uh, the Texas A&M game uh, will give uh, Alabama the most adversity. The Texas A&M game will give Alabama the most adversity in the upcoming season. Now, people are building this A&M game like it will be the SEC game of the year. Of course, we heard the comments from Jimbo Fisher. We're going to beat Nick Saban while he's in Tuscaloosa. We've heard the comments from, from Coach Fisher. Uh, we, we've heard you no know, comments you know, from uh, A&M fans are happy down there in Aggieland. They're pumped up down there in College Station. They feel like this is their year uh, to get this done. There, there's a lot of commotion when it comes to national media, they look at Jimbo Fisher. He's got a national championship. He's been able to recruit well. He's been doing this. He's been doing that. It looks like he may finally have a team put together that can uh, knock off, take down, defeat the Crimson Tide. So this game is being built up like the SEC game of the year. But will Texas A&M you know, actually be the game that gives Alabama its most adversity Let's see what you, the fans, are thinking about this right now. So, we got 28% of you are locking this. 72% of you are dropping this. I'm going to go with the drop, gang. I'm dropping that one myself. Mm. Dropping that one. I mean, 
I think, to me, the game with the most adversity is going to be Ole Miss. That will be the most adversity because coming off of giving up 48 points to the Rebels and Vault Hemingway Stadium in Oxford last year, Pete Golden's got to have his clapback game ready. His clapback game against Lane uh, Kiffin has got to be strong because Kiffin's going to come into Tuscaloosa looking to do some damage. He's got his quarterback in Matt Corral. He's got his running back in Jerry on Ely. He's got Braylon Sanders at wide receiver back. He's taken uh, John Rice Plumley from quarterback, and he's put him at slot receiver. If the Ole Miss defense is, any, is anything close to being improved, that will be a matchup that will provide quite the amount of adversity. I just feel like Alabama's going to be way too ready when it comes down to, to, to a and I, I think Ole Miss is going to be that match that's going to provide the most adversity here for the tie. But as always, people, another exciting game, another fun game of locker drop, six-pack of interactive questions engaging you, the fans, on your Crimson Tide football for this season. We actually got a couple of super chats right here. We got my man Spencer Reveley who dropped in that $5 donation. Appreciate the love from Spencer helping us out. And we got Mocha Chocolaka. We got Mocha Chocolaka Khan. Mocha Chocolaka Khan, that $5 donation coming from that end as well. So appreciate all of you, our fans, our great fans, outstanding listeners, helping us out, calling in, donating in, writing in, chatting in, making us your show on a Friday here on YouTube, wrapping up that work week for you. And as always, Bama fans, if you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your favorite program, your Crimson Tide, you can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple, Google Play Store if you got the Android phone for your audio for your audio listening needs. We got you right here at iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or iHeartRadio, we got you covered right there. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Monday continuing the conversation that is tight football. As always, Bama fans, uh, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Uh, I have that sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. Also, for shows to come, for shows to come, if you want, if you want to have your picture featured on the show with your name as you call in, you send that photo, you send that picture to TD Alabama Team. That's TD Alabama Team at gmail.com. TD Alabama Team at gmail.com. You send that photo right there. We will have that photo with your name live on screen as you call into the show. Uh, also, folks, if you're trying to get that fresh edition, print edition of Touchdown Alabama magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member, a subs uh, subscriber today. That link in the description. Also, if you're trying to get your hands on the four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of weownthefourthquarter.com. That's weownthefourthquarter.com. That link in the description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value those husbands, children, weekend in the building. But still, but still, do the right thing, the fun thing, the smart thing, the good thing, the legitimate thing to not be bored. You get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. 
you protect yourself, protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. This has been In My Own Words.